0: hey guys welcome to episode 10 of the never growing up podcast we have a super exciting episode for you today we're going to be talking about our favorite moment from the past 10 episodes some disney news including will olaf be the new quasimodo and start our new series about disney broadway musicals all on our next episode Happy anniversary.
1: That was it's so good. a 10th episode. Oh.
0: <laughs> that was like Michael Jackson quality right there.
1: Yeah.
0: I was so impressed. I All celebrated right. my our 10th anniversary by buying a new microphone.
1: Ooh.
0: It's platinum because here we are. It's actually the same one you have so I could just step it step it up and be a professional like you are. <laughs>
1: I love the microphone that I have. Although there it is a chip in the paint in the and I don't know where it came from and I'm pissed. Ew.
0: What color is yours?
1: Mine is that midnight blue. Ooh,
0: I love how it's dramatic. Big, like it's have dreamy.
1: like dreamy.
0: It's dreamy. I feel like you're like under the stars, like in the Lion King. Maybe a little precursor mm. to what we're gonna talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, this is Annie at WDW Collective. And with me, I have my fantastic host, new, well, not that you're a new uncle, but you're like a newer uncle in this, in this situation.
1: Yes. um, She is my, my third niece, but my fourth, see, I was talking about this with my sister and it drives me crazy. There's no shorthand for an uncle or an aunt. Like, you can't be like, oh, my kids, or oh, my grandkids. It's right? like, oh, my niece and nephew. Like, you have to, you know, identify. You can't just say, oh, my my sister kids, or like <laughs> my siblings.
0: My sister kids. That sounds like sister wives.
1: <laughs> right? They're like, oh, yeah, that's my sister husband. That's
0: my sister mother cousin.
1: <laughs> Who also happens to be my daughter. <laughs>
0: This episode has already turned weird. Um, that's so true because I always feel like I mean, obviously, you, you know, if you're if you're familiar with this up with this show, and this show's kind of really based around people who go to Disney without children. We neither of us have children, and um, I, I, but I have a lot of nephews and one niece. But it's like such a hassle to have to say my nephews a niece. Like there's yeah, got to be a better it's way. Like
1: oh, I have, I have three nieces and one nephew. I can't just say I have four. Sisters' kids, like.
0: Well, I think it's actually easier in foreign languages. Why do I want to say oh, that? Well,
1: everything's easier in foreign languages.
0: Yeah, because like, wait, isn't the word? oh I'm just saying this to myself. But Italian word for nephew is nipoto. Is it nipota for niece, and then nipotì would be nieces and nieces? If that's the case, I need to confirm this because I'm actually working in. Because I'm if an that's over the case, and I'm
1: just gonna call them nipotis and they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, you're Italian!" I'm like, "Nope, it's just easier than you're saying like, my It's niece Just easier.
0: I will clarify that's this for our next easy. episode, or tweet about it.
1: Clarify, tweet it out.
0: I know it's nipota for like, I know it is. So I used to be really a really great speaker of Italian, Italian speaker, and then I kind of dropped off for a little bit, and now I'm going back to Europe in the summer, and I'm trying to brush up again. So I got the Rosetta Stone out. Rosetta Stone sponsor us. I got the uh, the Duolingo <laughs> going. I'm trying really hard, guys. It's <laughs> just a lot happening. Hi, Brady.
1: Happy anniversary. Hi. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary.
0: <laughs>
1: can can you hey. hear
0: my clapping, you think?
1: I don't know. I can.
0: Oh, nice.
1: I felt like we should be, like,
0: jumping up and down and, like... Having a whole twerking. business about it. Twerking, as one does. Um, I am drinking a not great um, Spanish cava. Sparkling wine. Because- I am
1: drinking a not great nothing. Uh. Nothing. I failed. I just, I've been so busy. trying I've, I've literally been walking around my house, and I have some of our stuff that we've owned to, like, put up. Uh-huh. But... Obviously, new walls, new place, it's not going to look the same. So, sure. I need to change. I need to get more things. So, I've got a majority of our stuff up. But underneath it or around it, I have put painter's tape in, in boxes. Like, okay, I want a, a picture frame this big oh, yeah. to go here, here, and here. And so, that way, like, I'll just measure it. And then while I'm out, I'll keep an eye out. And then whenever I find something to replace the tape, then it'll go up. And the tape will come down. That but until then, the a tape ton is
0: How organized of you. I wish I would have done that when I was decorating my house. (laughs) I did not do that. Well,
1: just because the walls, all the walls are kind of um, odd. They're not like nothing's really centered as far as like the walkways or like um, everything's kind of off center. So I'm really kind of like trying to map it out before I go and put a bunch of nail holes in my wall. Yeah. So, yeah, I've just been I've got tape, painter's tape everywhere in little boxes and Everything looks pretty good. I just wish it was an actual thing in that tape.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know how you feel. Moving is is so tough. Do you um, do you have a lot of Disney touches in your home?
1: Um, as of now, ninety nine percent of the Disney ch- touches are going to be in my uh, what I've been calling my social media room, where I do my podcasting, my editing, and my um, my YouTube yep. videos will be in here. And I have all my light studio and everything. Very nice. And I put my old entertainment center because now we have built-ins so I put my old entertainment center bookshelves in the room and that'll be my background and it'll be covered in like Disney uh stuff that I've collected over time and it'll have um all Matt's little like knickknacks that he got from like loot crate and stuff yeah and then throughout the house I'll have like a here and there thing but it's mostly going to be contained to one room
0: love it I love it it's going to be so cute I can't wait to see it so what? So, how about in, in spirit of our 10th anniversary, what has been your favorite moment in our first Ooh. 10 episodes?
1: That's really hard because I feel like each episode has been so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to say it was probably when I dropped the F-bomb. <laughs> just, <laughs> just because it was like, I didn't even expect it. You didn't expect it. The mics didn't expect it. And that <laughs> was like, the one and only, and it was just so, it just fell out of my mouth, and we're both like,
0: sorry. <laughs> but I kept it in, because we were keeping it real, keeping it 100.
1: We're keeping it real. We're, we're dishing the tea, and... We,
0: we serve our tea boiling. I, just, I don't know.
1: I think that was probably my favorite moment. We serve
0: our tea boiling here on the Never Growing Up
1: podcast. What about you? What was your favorite moment in the last 10 episodes?
0: Um, My favorite was when you gave us the stirring rendition
1: of The Circle of Life i think (laughs) i almost i literally
0: almost fell off because i sit so i mean for those of you who are just tuning in or new or new listeners um i record in my basement at my bar and so i'm sitting um, which is I guess appropriate subconsciously. But um I sit on we yeah, like very nice bar stools, but I literally almost tipped it over and like destroyed myself because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and it got so much I loved all the comments we got about it. They were like, Oh my god, yeah, it does people were cracking up and I just I just loved it. It was so funny. I was dying laughing. And what's my favorite?
1: Yeah. Oh, you know.
0: <laughs> so we look forward to having tens and, tens and tens and yeah. tens and tens and tens more episodes.
1: Yes. In tens and tens and tens and tens more downloads. Yes.
0: Thanks, guys, for downloading and being cool, yo. We appreciate it. Give us feedback, too. The yeah. more you guys um, provide feedback. Oh, what you yeah, want first, tell us what you want to hear because we want to make it relevant to you. But make sure you're rating us, um, turn on your notifications, rating us on iTunes, giving us feedback. You know, don't be a dick and give us one star. In fact, while you're but... there, if
1: this is your first time listening, give us one, Give us five stars if this is your first time listening. Give us five stars if this is your second time listening. Give us five stars if this is your third time, <laughs> fourth time, tenth time. Um, and give us five stars if, if, if you didn't like it.
0: And I already called someone <laughs> a dick for uh, giving us a one star. So don't be a dick, guys. Yeah, dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. I, this is only times like I'm like terrified my parents are gonna hear this because they'll be like Anne Marie, you never.
1: <laughs> You're not supposed to you know what Marie
0: that is. I'm <laughs> like, oh God, Elvis.
1: <laughs> Sorry, mom. Sorry.
0: Here we are. Here we are, boys. This is what you got. So, what kind of Disney news do we got today, Brittany?
1: Um. Well, let's see uh maleficent has returned to the stage i am so glad like honestly whenever i'm at disney i don't typically stop and watch the parades um just because i like to like go to a quieter section like while everybody's preoccupied um but whenever i walk past main street and that parade's going on i always see maleficent like it's Never at any other portion of the parade. I don't know if I like have some subconscious like timer waiting, you know, and I know right. that I'm doing it or or what, but she was always who I saw and she's always my favorite of that parade. And I'm just so glad she's back and she, like the bitch, the bitch, is, bitch back. is back. Like, and, come on. and
0: so let's let's regale the listeners as so maybe some people who are living under a rock <laughs> didn't know what happened, at least in the Disney community. And people in the Disney community knew
1: she got so mad she burst into so flames. mad.
0: She did. So the Festival Fantasy Parade is the afternoon parade in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. And one fateful day, that bitch decided <laughs> she was not so here for and burst into flames. And it was a, it was a social media. Okay, it was, I need yeah, a nap. She did a, a cocktail and she burst into flames and it was a social media Sensation. Sensation.
1: Kind of like we will be um, one day. Yeah,
0: I will one day burst into flames, just like Maleficent. And so to announce that she was coming back, and I think this is hysterical. And I first learned about it from "Gays Do the D" podcast. I love that show, but um, they had posted it, and I was like, "Where did you get this graphic?" So <laughs> Disney Disney released this like little like teaser video of like up close pictures of her, and it was like super super dramatic. And they're like, "She's mm-hmm. back." And the tagline in the press release, she said she had some work done, but would never admit it. (laughs) 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 Oh my god! I am a gun.
1: I could totally see Maleficent like getting a facelift, and then like all those uh the three fairies are like, "Mm, Like, "Girl, let me help you." Like your eyelids are now up here. (laughs) What happened?
0: What happened was I was dying laughing reading this thing, and. The thing that's just so funny, oh, so, th- so what they actually, when they said she had some work done, they actually put in some additional security measures to ensure that she doesn't burst in flames again. But like, <laughs> it's just wild to me. I am so jealous of every single person that was there that got to see that. That is hilarious.
1: Me too, only because I was there literally like a week oh my God. before it happened. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, if I would have just went uh, one week later because like I said, I always see her in the parade, yeah. I would have seen it.
0: And my husband hates roots the the parades. He just hates parades generally, but like also hates the parades at Disney. So we never get to see them. Like we'll catch them like in the corner of our eye while we're yeah, while A we're going in thing. between things. But he's just not a parade person. But like, I bet you he would have like absolutely loved because it. I think, and I think, I mean, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I think it happened like right as it was going into Liberty Square. So like right in front of like the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> I think that's where it happened. I'll also look it up on YouTube. I mean, there's plenty of videos out there, guys. If you want a good laugh, to see people freaking out and also,
1: <laughs> she was like, "If this is where America is headed,
0: count me <laughs> out, man."
1: Out of service? Thing. Out of America?
0: I wanted to hang about. The King references today are fire, Mr., uh, Mr. McClary. I'm,
1: I, I'm just in it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, in it. I'm on. I'm just I'm so, so on. impressed
0: by your like quickness and sharpness of delivering these one-liners.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'd there like to is. thank the How Academy and right, uh, the Tonys mm-hmm. hit me up. Like, I can do an uh, amazing, amazing rendition of any song yeah, you want, really, from Avenue Q. Is. Oh, You're
0: I can sing. I'm trying to think which song I can sing on here from Avenue Q that is relatively appropriate. I almost started singing "The Internet Is for Porn." I'll just go. <laughs> Everyone's Sorry. a little bit racist sometimes. That's my favorite song. On it. <laughs> That's my favorite song That's on the same. show.
1: I like Purpose a lot. Princeton. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's a fine, fine line. And um, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I really like. uh... Or, Dreams come true. And now I find what was always in my mind was in your mind too. It. Who knew? <laughs> Damn, I keep. So getting... speaking
0: of the Broadway,
1: the way of broads.
0: The way of broads. Um. There's a, there's a rumor going around town. But, I, well, it's not necessarily rumor. They have announced that they are going to bring Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame to the big screen. Which mm-hmm. when okay, so let's just do this in like a, t- a chronological fashion. Because when they first announced that, I was like, yeah,
1: this is, the
0: one, <laughs> this is the one show I really want to see live. Yeah. Like, I was just so happy because I, I think it's probably, and I will say this and y'all can come at me and fine. But I think it is the best Disney stage show, in my opinion. Oh,
1: I am the, the thing is, they need to do the stage version. I'm not a huge fan of the movie version because it's it's too happy, you know. Like I right, I really like the stage version, and all well, right. But yeah. like if they're gonna do the live version of it, I really hope it's the stage version because it, the musical, like, uh... the, like the music in it, like I have chills just thinking about it, just like the complex orchestration of just the voices themselves not to mention the actual you know instruments behind it it's just insane
0: it so what two of my very good friends mare friend of the show who's been on a few i went once or twice um she and her one of my also the really good friends um they got to go see it at the paper mill playhouse when it was playing and they, they got me a stolen copy. So I was able to listen to the show like well before the recording came out. Um, and I guess we'll we'll talk about the stage show in our Broadway section today. But chronolo- so what we're talking about this chronologically speaking, the news was that they're making a, a movie version of the Disney version of Hunchback of Notre Dame. So I was pumped because I was like, oh, they're going to use all the amazing new music for the for I would say it's a good like seventy thirty maybe sixty forty mix. When Disney brings their show their their animated shows or even their live one live ones like Newsies and Mary Poppins, they add additional music to the show, and I don't think, in my opinion, it doesn't it does not benefit the show. In my opinion, I would say that is the absolute opposite for Hunchback of Notre Dame.
1: Every song is just a banger like it is so good I just love it
0: do yourself a favor and go on Spotify I mean I I think it's I'm assuming it's on iTunes too
1: it's on iTunes that's where I have it
0: look up the Hunchback of Notre Dame now the stage version is a red album guys I'm giving you like full directions to do this it's a red album so don't look at the one that comes up for Disney and it's got like the animation on it no it's a red cover and it says Hunchback of Notre Dame turn your volume up to high heaven and and let just listen. let it go. Just listen and let yourself be permanently shook by the music. I'm telling you this oh, right yeah. now, your life will be changed. I'm about to oh, pull yeah. it up on my it's... Spotify right now, but I think we'll get in trouble from a copyright standpoint.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Oh, like I was just thinking, um, <laughs> like, someone played like... God Help the Outcast song. Like, it <laughs> just touches my soul uh... just because, like, the stigma with, you know, homosexuality in the church, it's like, right. was was Jesus an outcast like we are you know and right
0: you still love so every
1: time I hear that song I just oh like,
0: you're gonna make me cry right now oh my god stop
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like but I'm that's just one of them oh I just love sure. him out sure. there yeah.
0: so so that was the cry so what we ended up I think this was what I think they both came out at the same time but we'll attack the music part first and then we'll go to the casting issue
1: are you so, doodling am I what are you doodling doodling yeah, I, it sounds like a pencil or something. No, oh.
0: is it that noise? Oh, you know what? You hear it?
1: I think, I think your, uh, your, your ear, your, your earpods, yeah. are raising against your hair, and the microphone's picking oh,
0: it up. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh shit, that's right. Okay, sorry. I'll move it. Okay, sorry guys. My hair is so luxurious. <laughs> <That> it's <is so laughs>
1: luxurious.
0: False, and I, I need to grow it out. I cut it too short, and it was a choice. But anyways,
1: See, I'm getting a man weave. <laughs>
0: That would be amazing. I would love if you had a good flow going. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So so I guess we could talk, we'll talk about the music part first. So then Alan Mankin and so it's Alan Mankin and Stephen Schwartz for those of you, I'm assuming most of us who are listening to this podcast, you're most likely in the Disney community and you know who Alan Mankin is for the love of God. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and explain who that is, but also (laughs) uh, like, come on (laughs) y'all. Crack open Wikipedia and do yourself a favor. Um, But Also, Stephen Schwartz, who also helped write the Hunchback of Nostrum, the film, and then also the musical. And Stephen Schwartz is a huge name in Broadway. I mean, the number one thing that comes to my mind when I think Stephen Schwartz is wicked. Um, Yeah, so anyways, they made made a statement saying that they're not going to use the songs that they wrote specifically for the show. So so they're going to continue using the movie songs, so it's going to be like a Beauty and the Beast thing where um, they kept the songs, but they didn't add the stage songs. They put them in the background music. So if you know the stage songs, you hear, um, like, the song Home that Belle sings. You hear it when she's in her, uh, like, room. You hear it every once in a while. Um, Like, Days in the Sun is not from the stage show uh evermore is not from the stage show so same same situation here um with hunchback and i for one literally flipped a table teresa judai style <laughs> <laughs> flipped a table your comments please Brady.
1: <laughs> i just
0: i love how you and i are like speechless over it we're like are you joking
1: yeah i don't even know what to say I know it's a
0: millennial thing to say you feel attacked. I feel attacked. I feel
1: attacked. I feel attacked. I always feel attacked, like, every day of my life, though. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's cold outside. I'm personally attacked. I'm
0: personally attacked by by the, the weather outside. Someone's got to start a petition. If it's going to be you and I, I mean, we will be the heroes here, guys
1: if i have to be the martyr i'll be the martyr i
0: will go full mary queen of scots and wear red every day yo and be a martyr for jesus if this is what we gotta do
1: (laughs) i will walk around with a red letter on my lapel except for when i'm working because it's against like uniform or whatever but whatever
0: makes sense you you are a a member of our 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 air force and we appreciate your service sir oh thank you i always want to bring that up because i'm like so proud of you
1: Oh, thank you. I just
0: think that's so awesome. But anyway, so <laughs> sorry I don't mean to get mushy. Um but it it I, I again personally victimized by Alan Vanken and Stephen Schwartz for making that ma- that announcement because that I mean, I think were you singing made of stone when you were driving to Cincinnati? Let me know. You're singing something.
1: Um I, I was know. Singing... I know you sang it before. Yeah, I was I was singing a couple things. I, I sung, I sang. Oh gosh, I can go the distance. There it is. Yeah, uh, in
0: tribute to Disney's Neverland podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, but I have sang out there a lot. Yes, like I'll put. I sing that like yeah. every time I turn on my live and and sing for people. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's 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 a level of upsetting that that I can't get to, and so the next controversial issue is that there is a rumor that josh gad those of you who know who josh gad is who most famously played olaf
1: This things you want to poop my pants
0: okay so here okay you you say your piece and then i'll say mine you go ahead go ahead
1: i could not be more against him being quasimodo why because I'm i'm curious his voice i it's not it's not, uh, he's a great singer, uh-huh. it, like, but it's not good enough for, for Quasimodo. Like, you have to have just the ability to have a full, clear voice, and when he gets up there, you know, he goes, he goes very like this, and it's like, I don't like that. Like, can you imagine Quasimodo going, out there living in the summertime, <laughs> like,
0: so, okay. So I'm going to argue the opposite side. I, okay. So I'm, I'm a little more neutral on it. I, I'm not going to say that I'm fully for it, but my thing is bring it uh, Josh Gad. So here's the thing. Josh Gad is a graduate of Carnegie Mellon university. Those of you in the musical theater community know that Carnegie Mellon is probably within the top three of musical theater schools. It is right here in the backyard um, in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So it is; it is considered one of the top three. He actually went to school with Josh Groban and a lot of people who graduated with. Um, he's like, so, so I and I've auditioned for Carnegie Mellon. I was waitlisted, okay, but um, and they used <laughs> <Okay>. yeah, okay, <laughs> I was waitlisted, but they um, the audition process is extremely difficult, and it's because it's a conservatory in nature. They usually only accept, I think it was only about like ten to twenty students. So to get into Cardi Mellon, especially, especially these days, is it's probably I would put it on literally equal standing in terms of getting into the school as Juilliard or University of Michigan in terms of musical theater schools.
1: Okay, and, I mean, good for him. Get the glow up. Like he's usually like the sidekick, he but is. like I just yeah, I guess it's because I love the recording for the stage show yes. so much that if it's not him, I'm. I I'm gonna have a really hard yes. time, kind of like how we were talking about when we were going live. Yeah, I haven't listened to the Frozen soundtrack for the Broadway show Ugh, because it's God, not even. crap.
0: I hate it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm real <laughs> frank with y'all. I'm not here for it at all. I don't like. So the I'm just like-
1: saying. I, and I just don't like how Josh Gad gets up. Here. Like it just. Here's my ah. thing.
0: I will go. Maybe we should include Frozen as part of our talk today because I will go to town on Frozen. Ugh. But So so here's the thing. We've also never heard him str- sing straight. And when I say sing straight, I mean like not like in a character type of voice. So obviously you've heard him as Olaf. You've heard him as um, Lafu. So they're very character sounding type singing. And, and also if for yeah. those of you who are, are Broadway fans, if you listen, he was in the original cast of Book of Mormon. And he also uses a character voice in that. So I think, and I'm gonna probably do some research on this, and we should recap on on next week's episode. Is um, I really want to hear him just sing a legit because I don't think I have.
1: But the thing is, like with, but all three of those shows, he sing he goes into the same, uh, like nasal sound, like even at, yeah.
0: But that's the sound they look for now in high tenors. That's well, stop that's what they looking look for. for
1: it. Lose that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Knowing this, with getting students ready for college auditions <laughs> this past year, I mean, every I usually have one or two students a year auditioning for colleges, and this year I only had one, and it was a male, and and he's a legit baritone. He's not like a pop, he doesn't have a poppy sound, and so it was it was hard. And some, I mean, thankfully he got in a fantastic school in New York City, um, Marymount. I've had a lot of good friends go there, um, and there's a lot of talent coming out of there right now. Um, but i mean even like certain schools they wanted him to have more of a pop sound and he doesn't yeah and it's it's just like what they're looking for so i'm i'm curious so i will say this i am
1: curious i auditioned for American idol and didn't have a pop enough sound <gasps> back you? in 2009 eight or nine and i didn't have enough of a pop sound so they said if you practice a more pop sound then come on back and i was like well i've done a lot yeah. of theater and i'm not gonna get rid of that
0: Isn't that annoying? And you know what's so funny? (laughs) We're going on a tangent right now, but I feel like it's starting to reverse a little bit for females in the Broadway sector. Like you're starting to see a lot more of a mixy voice, like almost to like a very classically trained, not like I'm talking full soprano, but like it's not going like full belty belt like it had been in like, like, okay, here's a real great example. Cassie Levy, who's playing Elsa in um, Frozen right now, is it Casey or Cassie? <laughs> Anyways, she's she's fantastic. I've taken a class with her. Um, she's actually when I went. Um, those of you who are familiar with Broadway Con. Um, I took some. You had to audition to get into classes there, and I, you know, was there for that. And um, and I auditioned and got in classes. Um, and she was teaching a class on on belting, and that's her forte. And she, at the end of Let It Go, she decides to be a hero. And so, you know how, like, at the end of, of in the animated film, it's the the, the snow asm. What is it? Oh, fuck. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. I did another F bomb. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. What happened? Oh, no. You didn't hear oh, me Oh, I, I missed output. it. I'm so
1: happy. I'm not the only one.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. I was talking about Kate. Oh, yeah. She oh, goes, but snow never bothered me anyway. anyway. Yes, she goes up and i'm like why are you being a hero like i just think that's extra but i digress yeah <laughs> some people love it i think she's an amazing belter she has amazing technique and it is literally it floors me that she is able to sustain her voice mm-hmm. eight shows a week doing that no- i mean just built let, let, glo- let, let it, it go. glow let it glow let it go let it, let it glow um because it goes when you let snow rage on, it goes up to an E, which is a really hard note to just belt on the reg, right? So, for a girl, so it's just like, so never bother me anyway. And she does it again. And I'm like, you need to stop,
1: calm down, stop.
0: I think she was trying to, I think she was trying to differ her She was trying to be her own iconic, eh? I really do. She was trying to be her own, and fine, okay, I get you, I see you, but I'm like. She, you know what song I love Casey Levy singing in when they Which did one? Ghost the Musical. And I am not a fan of uh, Ghost the Musical, I'm not a fan of movies being turned into musicals, but whatever. But I, was
1: say, I didn't even know there was a Ghost oh, Musical.
0: Oh, there is, and um, but there is <laughs> one really amazing song that she sings, it is called You. And if you know the story, of, if you know the story of Ghosts, um you know how like the patrick swayze character i don't even know what his name i know sam he gets killed and then like so this is like right after sam's been killed and she sings this song and it starts i woke up this i woke up this morning and i went to like the dry cleaners and i went to pick up your shirts and i just like completely forgot that you were dead that's like it's really like kind of the, o- the overarching point of the song and she just talks about how her life is just completely ruined now, right? It is the saddest freaking song, and she sings the living hell out of it. It's literally one of those gorgeous songs, even though it's in a crap ass musical. And I know one of my very good friends, Jenny pewett loves this musical. And I'm sorry, Honey, I hate this show. And she...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but your taste is garbage. But Jesus
0: Lord, and um, that's the only decent song in the whole show. But she, it is, it is a devastating. She absolutely kills it. She's an amazing singer. But dear God, let's calm down about the uh thing. So those are that's that's really our our Disney news. Are we going to talk about the Oscar Doms? I totally forgot to put that on our list. Disney. Oh Oscar my goodness! Noms.
1: Um, we absolutely can. I don't really know who they are.
0: Okay, so I am what what one would call an awards season whore, and um, I live and breathe for awards season. So I am very well versed in what has been nominated for such things. So it is a big, 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 big to do that Black Panther. Disney movie, obviously Marvel.
1: Oh yeah, um,
0: was nominated for Best Picture. It is the first superhero movie in film history to be nominated for Best Picture. I am, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I am so thrilled. I think it was an amazing movie. I think it's an amazing story. I think what it, I think, um, for the African American community, um, it's just, it is just such a movement. And I am just so proud of Disney for making that film and. I am so excited that it was nominated for Best Picture. Do I think it's going to win? No, but
1: um, what do you I was just win? thrilled.
0: Um, I think it's going to be uh, either the. F- I think it's going to be either the favorite, and for those of you who don't know the favorite, it is with Olivia Colman, Emma Stone, and Rachel Weisz, and um, or or it could be a Star Is Born, which I haven't seen yet. I'm so mad. I
1: have not seen that either. I've and listened it, to some of the songs on the, uh,
0: the album, but did you see today they li- that um you know Lady Gaga has a, a residency in Vegas right now, and uh, Bradley Cooper came on and joined her yeah, last night and they sang shallow and I died. I died. Wow, I'm that good. what a treat. Oh, you gotta watch the video. They're just like sitting there, like staring at each other's eyes, and I was like, oh yeah! oh, I was so good. I'm dying. With Get married. All right. He's married, married. to some model. Gross. I ain't impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not impressed, Bradley Cooper. (laughs) Everyone can marry models. Stop it. Um, Stop it. it. uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, so you know what else I found out? So um, obviously The Incredibles 2 was nominated and Ralph Breaks the Internet were both nominated for Best Animated Film. Um, In Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse movie, Okay, someone needs to explain this to me and, and write in at uh, nevergrowinguppodcast at gmail.com, at never growing up podcast because it's Spider-Man as a Marvel character, I thought that was also a Disney movie but it seems like Disney was not I or maybe I could be wrong, maybe I'm under misunderstanding, but doesn't seem like they're claiming it as a Disney nomination. I think that's weird. Right? Doesn't Disney have something um,
1: to claim on that? I don't yeah. know. I don't know, yo matt would be the one to ask about that which he said the movie itself though was like 10 out of 10 phenomenal. i've heard it's
0: amazing and i think that's probably what's going to win because it won the golden globe for best animated feature and coin honestly i think it deserves it i mean incredibles too i don't know if you've seen it it's a lot of fun
1: oh i loved it yeah a lot of
0: fun i really enjoyed it um we're we love the incredibles here i have actually not seen ralph breaks the internet yet
1: I don't. I I I never saw the first one because remember. I think I've mentioned it before. I Ew. always thought it was Seth Rogen. Yeah. Because I'm a ding dong.
0: You you are not a Seth Rogen fan. <laughs> it was.
1: I'm not. Oh no,
0: it's okay. It's okay. Um, and also like they received a lot of uh, oh Bow, which was the uh, like you know like a bow bun, um, which was the cartoon the little the Pixar short that was be was it before?
1: Yeah. It was before. It was before *Incredibles
0: 2*. Um, I haven't seen it yet. It looks darling, but it is nominated for best animated short.
1: Yeah, it's really sweet. It's really nice. It looks precious. Um, Yeah.
0: And who doesn't love that? You gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. I think it uh, it on Netflix right now. Oh no. Maybe I can get it on.
1: Oh, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Yeah,
0: I and I really I really try to do my best and see all of the Oscar na- nominated, at least the ones for Best Picture. I try to do see them before um, the Oscars come out because, like I said, I'm an awards show whore and <laughs> I like to have like a re- I. But a lot of them aren't out yet, so like the favorite isn't available yet on Amazon. Neither is a stars born. A stars born is on um, iTunes right now, but I'm not about to like on itunes when i like watched on my computer like no so (laughs) and i was a little disappointed that crazy rich asians wasn't nominated (laughs) i love crazy were they not they were nominated no not for best picture and it got like it won um it won critics choice i think and i think the sag awards were last night i don't know who won that i had to check up on that because i was at a competition with my singers but um I was kind of sad that crazy. I mean, I know it's not like world's greatest film, but like, I think it just did so much for the Asian community, Asian American community, Asian community. And it's just such a great movie. Good grief. It's fantastic. It's just a crowd. I keep
1: keep hearing really good things about it. I haven't seen Uh,
0: it. You have to watch. It is so good. It is like it is one of the best romantic comedies I've ever seen. Like, regardless of race, I mean, it's the story itself is really great. And I usually try to read the books before I watch movies if I know they're based on a book. Obviously, n- now with my the way my job is these days, um, it's just very busy. And I'm grateful. And I'm glad it's busy. Because, you know, then I get paid. But, like, <laughs> then I get money. Um, So I haven't had as much time. But I have to read the books. But I digress. I digress. So maybe we should start our new series. Oh, hi, honey. He's here. Oh, hi, honey. Look at him not saying words. Say something. (laughs) He just shook his head. He's the worst. The worst. (laughs) Anyway, so we're starting a new series based on Disney. I should say Disney stage musicals because Hunchback never went to Broadway as of right now.
1: I can't believe that.
0: Because they put Aladdin there in its place. That is why. I haven't right heard
1: now. any songs from Aladdin, the musical. Oh,
0: the added songs are garbage. Garbage. They're garbage. Alan Menken, I'm telling you it's your face. I'll say it's your face. I don't care. It's called Trying to Fill Time. Because Broadway shows have to be, or <laughs> stage shows have to be, like, roughly close to three hours long, right? And so, a right. lot of these For shows... yeah, the it, it, Yeah, include, this includes the intermission. And... Um, like the overall time is three hours. And so they have to add music and, or they add music and also they extend songs so they can have like productions and big dance breaks and all this crap. So um that is the absolute case with Aladdin. And they chose Aladdin and they can fight me on this. I'm like, nah, you, nah, you chose Aladdin. And here's why, because it's going to make you money because people go to see Aladdin. You know why? Because it's family friendly and everyone wants to go. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Notre Dame oh my god am I a hillbilly Notre Dame is, <laughs> Jesus Notre, of Notre Dame is an amazing story it does not have a happy ending even though um, it, uh, it does in the Disney musical fortunately I'm sorry guys it actually in real life does not have a happy ending but I mean it's kind of like it's a somber ending let's put it that way I mean things work out the, the, the bad people die but it's a somber ending
1: mm-hmm. the
0: bad people die and also everyone dies
1: it's yeah it's just oh it's so good everything about that musical is just fantastic
0: since we talked about it earlier today our first um discussion so we're going to try to talk about two we're at 40 minutes already recording and actually there's not a lot to edit right now so we'll see we'll see how it goes but our first one we want to talk about is hunchback of notre Dame because they did make an announcement that it is coming to the big screen so let's talk about hunchback of notre dame
1: Uh, everything about it is just (laughs) 10 out of 10 like every time I talk to my friends they're all like oh I love Wicked I'm like like, well listen to the Hunchback of Notre Dame because it kicks Wicked's ass in my opinion like
0: listen Karen (laughs) (laughs)
1: listen here you're so basic everybody likes Wicked I love Wicked too it's one of my favorites but like after I heard the Hunchback of Notre Dame I haven't listened to Wicked since because I just keep replaying Hunchback and Oshada because it's just so
0: good. If, I will say this, and Josh gets it. I will say this, and it's very controversial. And I know at Disneyland for one, who I'm going to Disneyland with this weekend, this following, this coming up weekend. <laughs> Wicked is her favorite musical, but I think people who like Wicked are basic.
1: <laughs> Yikes! I
0: will. I mean, here's the thing. I think it. It's like. It's so basic. The songs are fantastic. They're fantastic. Oh, yeah. They're very, very difficult to sing. Adina Menzel could not get through that show live. I will I don't know if you've seen. Y'all go, go on YouTube right now and pull up when Adina Menzel sang Define Gravity on the Tonys. And it's a disaster oh, yeah. because she is not that super live. She is phenomenal as a recording artist because you can do multiple takes, but she. Although I did see her when she was an if then, um and she killed it. And there's a lot of really hard songs in that because she's a just a, you know, mainstream belter. But like I just I, I just think Wicked is basic. I'm sorry. I like
1: it. Yeah, I it's think fine, fine. song I, I I like I think I like the that show so much because um Fiero and well, yeah, well, the, just the characters, Uh, all the all the male characters in, in that show are my range. And uh, so I really enjoy singing along with it because like it's all in a comfortable area. And same with like uh, Princeton and Avenue Q, my range like I. I can sing yeah. them well. Whereas with Hunchback and No Shadam, I got the first five songs, and then Made of Stone comes on, and I'm like, as if Oh, like, <laughs> oh
0: you know what? I have my iPad because I have all my sheet music on my iPad. Let me, because I think I have Made of Stone on here. Let me check. Let me check what that note actually is because it is unnatural. I wanna say it might be a C or a D, which is just like nuts. It's
1: gotta be at least like a fifth level dimension F.
0: <laughs> You're like, it's one of those theoretical notes
1: it's, that are not real yeah it's one of those ones where like the fact that he just gets up there oh, I
0: thought I like
1: it and it, even in the recording it almost sounds like he's like he's belting it but it also has so much emotion and energy that like it's so appropriate that it kind of sounds that like he's yelling yeah. it like there's just something in his voice. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps so, just thinking about it. Like seriously, guys, listen to it. Sponsor us, Hunchback of Notre So. No. From <laughs> what I
0: understand, and talking to my friends who who did see the the Paper Mill Playhouse production, which is
1: I watched it on YouTube. Yes, you, you can. can see it on and YouTube. um,
0: that's the uh the the cast that they saw, and that's the cast that's that's on the recording. Um, Michael Arden, who played Quasimodo, who's really more more well known in the Broadway world as being a director. So it was actually pretty cool to see him. Oh, damn it. I'm trying I'm trying to, it's not showing up in my library. I thought I had this, the sheet music for this. But um, apparently when they recorded this, this oh, here we go. Alan Mankin. I'm just gonna buy it because I'm sure I could use it with one of my students. And um, that his voice sounds significantly rougher in, um, in the recording because he was singing that note so many times. So apparently, according to oh, yeah. my friends, who are legitimate, like have BFAs, they are legitimate people, like singers, so they know what they're talking about. Um, but they said he actually sounds rougher in the recording because he had sang it so much at this point because the show was already done.
1: Which if that's him yeah. sounding rough, then okay. <laughs> You're
0: like, <"Fine."> <laughs> like <laughs> If that's you on a rough it's day, bro.
1: I mean, I'm still sliding off my yeah. seat. Like. It's
0: it's wild. So, so a couple differences with... And, and, and so Disney does this kind of over uh, with any of their stage shows. I don't know why it's taking a million years to download, but we'll look at it later. Um, they obviously make them longer. So like we were saying before, they uh, take them to probably roughly around the three hour mark. They extend their songs that are currently there today. And they maybe add. well, they, they do add, I shouldn't say, maybe. They do add reprises and they also add additional songs. So there are some amazing songs that were added to um to the stage show my personal favorite addition is that they took the song at the end of that was played during the credits of of Hunchback of Notre Dame if you watch the, the Disney film it was for those of you 90s kids like myself there's a band called All for One and they did this song called Someday um and oh, so yes. they took that song and they put, thank God, I'm so glad because it was, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. And they took that song and they put it, um, yes, Oof, after, chilled. have you listened? It's, it's so in the, in the show, it's, it's Esmeralda and Quasimodo and, um, and Phoebus that sing the song as a trio.
1: I think it was just Phoebus and, uh, for someday, I think well, it I was they just had Quasimodo in their Phoebus team. and Where is it? Esmeralda. Quasimodo was in the uh, In A Place of Miracles
0: So and I guess maybe we should give everyone Kind of like a rundown if you haven't seen For those of you who are not familiar with *The Hunchback of Notre Dame Hunchback of Notre Dame as the animated feature Came out between Did it come out It it came out after Lion King And before Pocahontas is that right yeah because I think Steven Schwartz did Pocahontas So that makes sense I think that's right I probably should have confirmed that uh, Let's look up the chronological order.
1: I like because I know I went and saw it in the drive-through. Do you know why parents
0: never let me go to the drive-through?
1: That's the only way we ever saw movies because it's it was cheaper. But like literally back in the day, they had no common sense, so it went Hunchback and Notre Dame into um, Mortal Kombat. So like
0: (laughs) they weren't like, or maybe it was
1: like Mulan into Mortal Kombat. I can't remember. One of them led into it, and we had like get up out of there.
0: All right, I'm scrolling. I'm looking at the chronological list jeez louise there's i don't know if you guys have ever uh, d23 has a obviously the list of all the uh disney movies and like there's so many movies that i like like that's a disney movie really um okay here's lion king oh okay a li- lion king a goofy movie and then pocahontas where's friggin I love, I
1: love oh here it is
0: okay so it was after pocahontas okay all right (laughs) and then and then after after um Hunchback of Notre Dame it was uh Hercules so um Hunchback of Notre Dame is a uh, a novel written by Victor Hugo and it is the story of this man who is half-formed as they tell you what the name Quasimodo means um and and I think the actual story is that Claude Frollo's brother was, like, you know, a little shady, and he had this baby, and it ended up being malformed, and he was trying to save his brother, and in the stage show, they actually focus more on the relationship between Frollo and his brother, Jr. and Mm -hmm. that, that he becomes, you know, the bell ringer, and he forms this relationship with these gargoyles in his mind, and he falls in love with the gypsy girl, Esmeralda, as does Frollo, but it's way more creepier. Um... And then the story ensues because they're trying to um, go after Esmeralda because they think she's a witch, even though she's just a gypsy. But the over. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, just,
1: I was just going to say, I just like in the stage show how well they portray that he is essentially talking yeah. to himself uh, because obviously they're not real. And it's. He, he's so lonely, and that's how he's making up for it. And just like we all know how the show ends in the disney form and this one like when he's holding up um, oh what's his name uh the the frollo when he's holding up frollo and he's like you don't want to hurt me and then they go yes you do like that's like his brain like it's just so eerie and it's almost like it's just
0: like the the devil and the angel on his shoulders
1: Yeah, like, it's just so well done. I I know I've said that, like, a thousand times in the last 20 minutes, but, like, I just can't get over it.
0: So, a couple of the main differences, and I completely understand why Disney did this um, as an animated film, is they changed the ending for it to be happy. And so, in the original book, Esmeralda dies, um, they obviously kill Frollo, and then Quasimodo dies in the tomb that they bring her to. And he just kind of just dies there and wastes away. And um, and Phoebus actually was kind of a douche. And like, he like turned their back on them. He didn't, they did not, and obviously Esmeralda and Phoebus didn't end up together in, in the book. So mm. they obviously changed it to make it more palatable for the children, um, which I understand. Um, so they went more true to the book in the musical. So I am curious to see which ending they choose uh, for the movie, personally.
1: I really hope they choose musical.
0: I do too, just because it's, it's the actual story. And I also think that, I mean, it I personally think that's why I didn't, they didn't bring it to Broadway, which is just nonsense because the, the I, I think I've said this before on the show and I just say it in my own personal life. I personally think Hunchback of Notre Dame is Alan Mankin's greatest work, personally.
1: It's just, yeah. I mean, yeah, I I, I, I couldn't, I like I said, I've, Really, I'm really up this show's butt right now. And yeah. any chance I get, I tell my friends to listen to it because yeah, you have just, to, guys. even if you just take all the voices out and just have the music, it's phenomenal. Yeah. If you took all the music out and just had the voices, it's phenomenal.
0: Like yeah, I mean, I, I can't so say good. I can't say greater things about this show. And I really, really hope Disney does bring it. Cause I get I mean, and I <laughs> I could do give you a whole thought process of what i think broadway is turning into these days it's really unfortunate because i think what they're doing is they're they're just they're they're trying to make money and they're trying to get people in seats so they're taking popular movies and turning them into musicals and in my opinion that there's no creative process here and people can come and they have come at me and said like well isn't that what they did with books you know like books and movies yeah and i'm like yeah but but books are not a visual art you know what I mean? Like, movies, like, you're physically seeing it, so you have this vision in your head already. Like, when you're reading right. books, it's, you're making it up in your head, so you're not, so 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 people said the same thing to me about The Great Comet, which I think is one of the greatest tragedies uh, to to happen, like, for it to close so as early as it did. It's probably one of my most favorite musicals I've ever seen on Broadway. Um, and the way that it closed is unfortunate, but people are like, oh, well, that's War and Peace. Like, they used the book War and Peace. Yeah, but like *War and Peace* is like one of the biggest books of all time, and they took like a little sliver of the book and created this gorgeous, gorgeous musical of it, and 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 created this whole new narrative and, and visual story around it. So I think it is very different, personally. Y'all can come for me if you want. Um, when you're bringing a movie, a visual movie, and bringing it to to the stage, I think *Hunchback* is different too because I don't think it was one like of the mean best. Mean Girls. <laughs> you know what? I love the music for *Mean Girls*. <laughs>
1: I just think it's,
0: but no, I, it is the same thing. I, I agree. I agree. But the music's so good. <laughs> I love the music so
1: much. I've it. only heard what was on the Tony's and like I think last year, I forget and what was on that. it. So it was some award show or some show because I've only seen it on TV, yeah, or maybe it might have been uh last year and the year before for the thanksgiving day parade that's all i've ever seen of it
0: oh yeah so they did one this macy's and they, and they did fearless well yeah, yeah i love that song uh and they do and they did where do you belong i think on the tonys which is so good but there's some great songs in it, regardless, regardless it, i do agree it is ridiculous and i was very much against the whole mean girls thing but then i heard the music and it was really good
1: <laughs> i love tina fey though so and yeah, I'm, I'm glad not- that you had such a huge part of yes. building this musical. Yes.
0: So I think because *Hunchback*, it, I don't think it was, it was one. It definitely wasn't one of Disney's biggest animated films, even though I think it was no. so well done. <clears throat> because the it's it's, I think when you talk about people like the, the hero of the story is a different person. It's someone who has a a, a, um, a special need or disability or whatever term you want to use. I don't know if that kind of like alienated people or I don't know what, but I think the message of Hunchback and the story is something that we need these days. And it is, mm-hmm. it is just so beautiful. Like the, the song someday, like the beginning of the song is, is different because obviously as we're all the singing it and she's like, she's like, I know I will die before that day comes when, you know, we're all going to be seen as one or whatever it is. And it's just a beautiful mm-hmm. song. And I think the message is amazing. I think we really need that right now. And I just love it so much. And I uh, wish Michael so Arden would do more. I wish Michael Arden would do more roles. Like he's an amazing director. I think the, what was the last thing he? Last thing he directed was Once Upon an Island, or Once on This Island. Damn it, Once on This Island, um, which you know was wildly acclaimed. Um, but he really tends to do more, um, more directing, and I wish he would do more acting and singing because he's so good. He's so good, and Sierra Renee is amazing. I love her so much. Yeah, they, did I you just... happen to see the production they did with the the? Quasimodo, who was actually deaf, huh? Yeah, there was a production that came out. I want to say, was it in Maine? I can't remember, but you know, the the guy who played Quasimodo was actually deaf. I don't know if he was in the, uh, you know, you know how they did like the deaf production of uh, Spring Awakening.
1: I didn't know it was this. like all deaf
0: actors. Oh yes, they did. It's amazing. You should. I think you can. I think they have a recording out, but um, I don't know if he was in. I'll have to look it up. But um, Quasimodo was actually deaf. Leslie Margarita was Esmeralda. I'm not a fan of hers, but um, they also did that too because that's another people. One thing that audiences were kind of like weirded out about in the stage show is that Quasimodo has two different voices. He has his deaf voice because Quasimodo is to be like kind of deaf,
1: right? Um, Because of the bells.
0: Yeah, and so deaf people have a certain way of speaking because they cannot hear appropriately to to form the the appropriate muscles and 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 to speak that way but he would sing as a regular person but i guess they're saying the singing is happening in his mind but then in his mind yeah but then like when they sing top of the world he's singing with esmeralda uh that
1: was like on top of it's still it's still in in his view of it you know like it's all it's all from his point of view
0: Yeah, I agree. Agree.
1: But yeah, that I just love in a place of miracles. So we've hit an hour. Yeah.
0: So I think probably we should hold off on Lion King till next week because that's gonna be a whole conversation.
1: That'll be a whole other conversation, and it'll give me time to listen to the Broadway show because I've never heard it.
0: Wait, you've never heard the Broadway version of Lion King? Holy balls! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe it oh my god it's it's amazing and so this is a really sad piece of trivia but the guy the guy who plays simba oh i gotta think of his name he's tremendous there's a song that's written for the show this is this is one of the this is one of the show disney shows where the songs added made it 20 times better and um and obviously it was julie Taymor behind it all but he sings this song, Endless Night, and it's, I think it's after, you know, after he's grown Simba's grown up, he's in the forest with Timon and Pumbaa, and he, I think he had just seen Nala, and they have the, can you feel, you know, that whole business, and then, you know, they have that fight, and they kind of separate, yeah. I think that's where that happens, and he has that conversation, I don't know if this is before or after he has a conversation with, Rafiki, regardless. He's singing this song it's called Endless Night and it's um, how he feels like his dad put him in this just feeling of just endless night and the song at the end it's like I know that the sun or I know that this night will end and the sun will rise. It is one of the most gorgeous pieces in all of musical theater in my opinion. It destroys me.
1: The guy who played
0: Simba killed himself not too many years after. It it was so so sad, and it is just I think it makes that song even more poignant because of the words. But anyways, he was such an amazing talent, and I'm it just devastating that that happened. But
1: is he the voice that's on like if I were to download it on iTunes? Oh or? yeah,
0: yeah, he's he's the he's the original Simba. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very unfortunate. But I mean the the, the songs that were added, like I'm so excited! I cannot wait your for your full report to give me the <laughs> full on, report on on the soundtrack because it is tremendous it's tremendous
1: well then let's leave it at that and uh so that we you know we don't beat a dead horse next you know next time we talk about it but we'll stop talking yeah (laughs) i'll definitely listen to it and uh now i'm excited
0: yeah because we'll have my disneyland oh actually no i think we'll probably record before i go to disneyland we'll talk we'll talk through that and um And then we'll also have either my preview to Disneyland or my trip report. And then uh, we'll talk about Lion King. I think it's going to be an amazing episode. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yes, guys. Well, thanks for, you know, hanging out with us. And uh, sorry I was gone for a week. And hopefully hopefully we've made up. Because literally people were talking. They're like, where are you?
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, guys. But like we have families y'all
1: <laughs> yes.
0: moral of the story gotta <laughs> you gotta
1: see okay? my babies
0: you gotta see the babies you're nepalti
1: yeah i'm nepalti <laughs> napoleon dynamites
0: i'm trying to remember what the word in french i'll look it up but um i'm so i'm so excited for your family blessings on them all yeah. um that's so that's so fun i i I haven't had a new niece or nephew probably in about two years now. So it is oh, very she is it's very She
1: would wake up and then be smiley, Aww. poop, cry, and go to sleep. Like, I it was amazing.
0: That's, I mean, it's, like, not easy because you're obviously getting up every three hours to feed. But, like, they're, at least into, when they start getting, like, active and moving, then shit gets real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? They have, like, actual words to say.
0: Oh, dear. It's so funny, but you know it happens it's life it's a circle of life boom
1: da, 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 there it boom. is
0: god it's so appropriate well guys i'm annie at wdw collective
1: and i am brady at brady cam which i just realized we didn't introduce ourselves for the for the episode no no you guys know didn't who we go are by now oh by now yeah <laughs> i'm just saying like, usually every episode we start with Hi, I'm so and so, and uh, this is my co-host. Blah blah blah, and like we never, we didn't do that this time.
0: I think we were so riled up to talk about. We were ready
1: to talk about Maleficent. We were ready.
0: We were ready to talk about Maleficent catching her ass on fire. We were ready to talk about Quasimodo and gang. I mean, we we were just so excited. Right. I totally understand.
1: Anyway, so I think we're gonna go live now. Yeah.
0: Guys, if, so those of you who know, we usually record on Sunday afternoons. I think this week's going to be a little different because I will be actually a week from today. I'm in Disneyland, uh, um, but hello. we usually—I don't know—we um, we'll usually do a pre-show and a post-show. So stay tuned to our accounts because we join on our separate accounts because it wouldn't make sense for us to do it together on the Never Growing Up account. Um, and like we talk a little bit about a pre-show. Now we're going to do a little bit of a live. I've like jacked with my hair, so God helps all um and we talk a little we debrief a little bit and we love seeing you guys you waving at us we try to include you in the conversation want to hear your comments so join us won't you
1: um please
0: please <laughs> we love the attention
1: <laughs> i love the attention literally <laughs> yeah. i made a whole other instagram for my dog just so that like I'm the one posting, like I'm gonna get the likes, not my dog. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, I know. I have one for Sheila too, guys. Follow she at Sheila Marie Setting. What is what or, your dog
1: account? And or you can you can follow Bane at um, a pit named Bane.
0: Oh my God, am I okay? I'm look. I'm look at this. I'm pulling this up right now, and and following a, a, a pit, pit. Named. Spell it out for me. A pit. A pit. Named. Named.
1: Bain. Bane. B a n e.
0: Key. What the hell is going on with my internet? Interwebs in my house. It's like doing like the little oh here it is. Bane Hardy. I love. Oh my goodness. Bane Hardy like because Tom Hardy played Bane, I'm assuming.
1: Yep. That's how he got his name cuz I want I wanted like a like a Bane, like a a a brute name for him because he's clearly just a little goofball. Oh loved bane like i love bane i would like if he was like hey i'm gonna choke you out but we'll make out after like like, totally (laughs) all right right, um and then i love tom hardy a lot so have you ever watched him play
0: heathcliff in uh weathering heights it's a little mini series look it up on amazon you will die you will die you'll die and he is um he that's how he met his wife actually is in in that but he is sexy pansy. That doesn't make sense. But um, <laughs> in, in *Weathering Heights*, so I, I suggest you watch it if you wanna. If you wanna, you know, get in the mood,
1: <laughs> get all revved up,
0: get all revved up for your husband.
1: These cats. All right. Well, let's go live.
0: <laughs> okay, guys, we're gonna go live now. But thank you so much for joining us, and we can't wait to talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.